Hello and welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your Honeycrisp Apple Adam. And I'm your passion fruit, Daniel. Oh, wow. We're going, Am I allowed to be that? Going back to the OG. That's right. I'm pretty sure I've used honey, honey crisp before. But maybe in our last episode, I did state that <laughs> the rest of my titles would be variations of apples. You did. Uh, yeah. So we're Adam and Daniel. Uh, it's Adam and Daniel, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Ooh. laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Welcome to Passion Fruits, the podcast, a passion project for passionate people. Yes. A podcast. Uh, Daniel, what do we do on this podcast? So we break down subjects that we are super passionate about or that our guests may be super passionate about. We do a deep dive right into the heart of the matter. 10 out of 10 for the dive. (laughs) Yeah. Really just go face first (laughs) and dig into those guts um, and really try and figure out how you go from a casual fan to a fucking fanatic. And we curse on this podcast. Yes. So this program parents, is rated MA for mature dad, audiences. Lock up your kids. We're going out on the town. Uh, yeah, so here we are. So what are we discussing today, Adam? Well, oh, boy. So first of all, this is the kind of the wrap-up of our first season. Sure, yeah. Um, this is uh, – we are ending the season with – Two episodes dedicated to the legendary, iconic film series, fil- film franchise. Sure. Uh, Star Wars. Yes. If you couldn't tell by my amazing rendition of the 20th Century Fox <laughs> intro. Which is not totally specific to Star Wars. Very specific to Star Wars. It's the only thing <laughs> I, like, I have in reference to. I mean, yeah, there's no other musical theme that's famous. Nope. Um Yes, yeah, so we're talking about Star Wars today. Uh, I was going to do my uh, rendition of the John Williams Star Wars intro. But oh, I've it, got it. Here. Okay. Ready? No, Daniel. Dang it. John Williams. <laughs> you can say which John Williams theme. But yes, today we're going to be talking about Star Wars and specifically... We have so much to say on Star Wars. Oh, Jesus. Because we're so cool. Yes. <laughs> that we are breaking up Star Wars into two separate episodes. Can you even believe that? Four Should hour- we have done it for the Queens of the Stone Age episode? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, parts one and two, four hours each. Oh. Only three ninety nine ninety nine. What? Yeah. <laughs> is this is like a easy, porno easy you can songs. watch on but the But wait, there's hotel. more. <laughs> Is this something you see on like a hotel, like a TV? You can surf and do whatever strikes your fancy. I have no idea what you're talking I about. I don't either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this will be the first of, of the two episodes we'll yes. be talking about primarily the movies. Yes. Um, and then the next, the the 
second and final episode of this season, yes. we'll be talking about kind of the associated media uh, around the Star Wars galaxy, books, video yeah. games, you know, fan fiction, that kind the, of thing. Yeah. Um, should, since you've mentioned it a little bit, should we talk about our season a little bit? Sure. So after these two episodes, we're going to take like a month-long break. Um, and just kind of, uh, chill out. And, um, then we are going to come back with more episodes. So I hope you guys are okay with that, but we'll be back middle of December with more episodes. Ooh, yeah. So that's why Adam keeps saying season one. Yes. Um, so let's do Star Wars episode one. (laughs) (laughs) The best. (laughs) Yes. Um, so for all of those out there as we kind of hop in the passion fruits pedia section where you've been living under an asteroid oh oh yes the first of much space themed comedy uh in space no one can hear you laugh (laughs) i'm laughing you're also dead in in the vacuum in in the icy vacuum of space Uh, so yes, Star Wars. What is a Star War, Adam? A Star Wars was a uh, mid '80s government project that <laughs> looked at uh, a missile defense system. All right, popularized popularized by the Reagan administration let's and call, known as a complete failure. Let's call it Braxton and talk about politics <laughs> and talk about our second greatest president, Ronald Reagan. Whoa! <laughs> second only to our current president right now. Goodness gracious, <laughs> Barack Obama. Because we are recording this <laughs> in, the in 2014. <sighs> Gosh, I can't wait until episode uh, seven comes out. <laughs> and what will happen with the 2016 election? Oh boy! Anyway, hashtag political. That's what we're all about. Hashtag I'm with her. Hashtag oh. <laughs> keep it going. Um, but yeah, so a Star Wars, Daniel. Uh, do you want to to brief the listeners on what a Star Wars is? Sure. Um, Star Wars is an American American, even though they filmed in uh, the UK and have a lot of British actors and, and they, actresses. They also filmed in Tunisia. And yes, yeah. exactly. In Greenland. Yeah. So an international epic space opera <laughs> uh, media franchise created by George Lucas. Uh, it began with the eponymous 1977 film Star Wars. <laughs> Sound it out. <laughs> which, shut up. <laughs> My eyes are not that good. Which was just titled Star Wars, but then became titled uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope as more and more Star Wars movies were released, specifically Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back in 1980 and Episode Six: Return of the Jedi in 1983. Now, these movies follow the trials and tribulations of one young Luke Skywalker and his roving band of misfits. They team up with a talking dog and the talking dog's nephew. They solve mysteries in a van. All the while, Darth Vader is hunting them to the death. Um, but and uh, Luke Skywalker, the main character, is a big fan of Scooby Snacks. 
<laughs> and he loves getting super duper high with Shaggy. Oh, Could you boy. hear what I was saying as you were singing the theme? I was. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, and this, that wasn't the theme. That oh, was the uh, oh, when fuck. Luke is staring off into the twin suns over Tatooine. Oh, of course. Oh my uh, goodness! For so, those who don't know, I'm a huge nerd. Well, um, we all knew that. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, You're hold a huge on. Nerd for Star Wars, though. Yes, that that too. Uh, nerd, geek, dork, whatever you, what, whatever, however you may want to classify me. Yes. Even though you can't label this. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. put a round peg in a square hole. Adam doesn't like to be pegged. <laughs> um, so yeah, the movies came out in the late 70s, early 80s, and then like a shot across the bow, episode one. The the prequel trilogy came out in the late 90s and early 2000s with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Star Wars Episode Two, uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. I almost said Clone Wars, but I know this. I'm a big fan. And then Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, AKA the Star Wars origin stories. Yes, <laughs> and like most the best origin movies. Whoa, <laughs> Uh-oh. even Whoa. better than the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then George Lucas sold the Star Wars franchise to Disney. And then in 2015, I think, um, episode seven, The Force Awakens came out, written and directed by J.J. Abrams. Uh, and then there was some weird Star Trek crossover there, too. Yeah. It was very odd. The Enterprise came flare. out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crossover. Um, and then the story is continued with episode eight, The Last Jedi, and soon to be released episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. And of course, there have been separate movies uh, Star Wars Story, Rogue One, and Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Uh, so there, yeah, there's a theme here. I'm it all comes back to Star Wars. Yeah. So that is kind of the movies. What um, what are they really about, Adam? So the the, the description of the movies is that it's uh, it, it it's a space opera. Um, I believe George Lucas, when he wrote the movie, when he wrote the original scripts, was it's a it's a western set in space. Totally. Um, it's a pretty classic des- depiction of good and evil good, or good versus evil, yeah. um, redemption mm-hmm. and kind of just, yeah, old fashioned, like swashbuckling sword play as well. And I think that's what, uh, really made Star Wars so popular mm-hmm. is really classic action flick themes totally. or, or honestly what has kind of paved the way for what classic action theme action flick themed movies kind of are in in the in, in the current cultural i'm, kind I'm of right there aware. with you man i'm yeah. right there with you um we wouldn't but, have the block and we'll get into that but yes. we wouldn't have the blockbusters that we have today if we didn't have the earliest star wars movies yeah and talking about kind of the western kind of like Space Cowboy, not the not the amazing Tommy Lee Jones movie, Space Cowboys, <laughs> or Clint Eastwood and Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland and some other old dudes, old white guys. Um, you know, they came out probably towards the tail end of when spaghetti westerns were popular. That's right. Probably, you know, when their popularity was declining. And then, of course, here's this space spaghetti western almost in space and with light swords yes and laser sabers 
Um, the, they don't have a true. They don't have a like a. Nobody's decided what those light swords are called. Like nobody knows what to call them. I know like, it's very odd. laser claymores or like laser <laughs> uh, scimitars. You know, nobody knows what to call them. Light so rapiers. Really, you know. what the best weapon is the vibro blade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so true uh sorry Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so obviously star wars is very popular and i would imagine many people across the globe have heard of star wars yes um and as such it's the second highest grossing film series in the entire world thus far i think total total uh uh revenue is for the films alone is over $9 billion right now, Jesus, which is a lot of money. How do we get in on that? Um, that's a good question. I bet we could get a part in episode nine. Do it like the McElroy <laughs> brothers. Good. Yeah, that's coming out soon. <laughs> we could be, uh, I would be an Ewok with you. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Why wink? That's your role play oh, fantasy. Adam. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> you don't go for Princess Leia in the bikini. You go for, you're a furry. <laughs> so you go for Ewok stuff. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> that's not an Ewok, but <laughs> anyway. That's a Jawa. I know. I, I see. I go for the Jawas. Oh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, the Star Wars movies has followed the, the, followed the Skywalker family throughout the years and the kind of friends that they've made along the way with Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy, Anakin Skywalker, of course, in the prequel trilogy and Leia Skywalker and Luke in the modern trilogy with who, who knows what the theories are? Ooh. Ooh. But I mean, of course, and um, Kylo Ren is a Skywalker. Yes. So, Skywalker saga. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, and I think that's the that's the other thing is is it's a it's just as much a grand kind of story about family yeah. as much as it is about good versus evil. Totally. Um, it's, there's a lot of like underdog type. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, he's uh, just a farm boy. Yeah. He just, just farm boy. Farm, a moisture farmer on Tatooine. Bullseye and womp rats. In, yeah. And exactly. his T-86. Really? Womp rats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes. All right. If you've never fucking watched Star Wars, go turn off this damn podcast um, re-download it so we get more listener count, and then oh, sorry, uh, <clears throat> stop this podcast. Watch all the Star Wars movies. Re-download this episode so we get a higher listener count, <laughs> and then come back and finish this episode. Uh, uh, so, did, was there anything else you wanted to say about Star Wars? I think it's it's just become such a cultural phenomenon, not just from a movie standpoint, yeah. but from a merchandising standpoint like it's in literally almost every other potential type of consumer good be it tv video games coffee mugs it all comes back to star wars yes yeah um and that's the it's so uh pervasive across everything dealing with kind of hollywood culture but also um, across age ranges. And I think that's the neat thing about Star Wars is that literally my parents grew up with it. Yeah. I grew up with it. And now like little kids. So it's like multi-generational. Totally. So, so let's hop into 
speaking on that, kind of let's yeah. hop into cacao corner with oh actually no let's it's a it's blue milk corner. Um, Ooh, yes, good job. <laughs> thank nice. you. Nice Tying it in. Blue milk. I don't corner. know of any other Star Wars drinks. You probably know more than I do. Um, Butterbeer? <laughs> Just kidding, I'm guys. I'm throw up. <laughs> Adam referenced a, referenced a franchise that we can't talk <gasps> about yet. Um, yeah, so let's hop into Blue Milk Corner. Um, there is uh, w- oh, Weirin's Reserve uh, Whiskey. Oh yeah, cool. They they uh they kind of spoofed off of Wolford's well, Wolford's Reserve. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do, good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, Here's so, how to kill the momentum in a right. podcast. I was going <laughs> to say. I feel like I've said this uh, five or six times now. Let's hop into the blue milk corner. <laughs> So, yeah, I think uh, we'll so, start with me. Yeah, how did me, you... Me, me, me. Uh, sorry, I introduced the <laughs> segment and then forgot to introduce you. So, Adam, how did you get... Like, obviously, you're a huge Star Wars fanatic. Yes. How did that happen? Well, when did you first hear of a Star War? It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> uh, no, I first got into Star Wars. I be- I'm pretty sure it was back in the second grade. Um, I had, I can't remember if my parents decided to show it to me. Yeah. Like episode four, uh, A New Hope. Or if I, I know I had a friend back in elementary school who really liked Star Wars. And I know the first time I saw the movies was with, was with my parents. Gotcha. Um, Were you just like running around like, ah, just like running circles around them? And they were like, we got to get someone to just get him interested in something and like get him to shut up. And <laughs> they showed you Star Wars. Yes, and- they showed me Space Knights. Nice. <laughs> Laser sabers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I saw the first trilogy uh, way back in elementary school, which now that I think about it was probably a little bit young to watch those movies. But anyway. So? I I don't know. I have such a poor frame of reference for mm. what I thought back then, but clearly it didn't scar me too much. <laughs> what Twitch, were you? Twitch. What were you thinking back then? <laughs> I, <laughs> um, mm, Adam, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but that would have been in the mid nineties. So actually, before the sequels came out, yeah. Or, sorry, before the prequel trilogy oh, came out. Um, and I remember watching it, and I remember really, really enjoying them. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sure why. It was just like a really neat movie, and perhaps it was because it was one of the kind of first adult movies that I that I watched, gotcha. like something All the where boobs and yes, the, <laughs> yes, the sex, the sexy sex everywhere <laughs> that everybody was having. Yes, yeah, you're like yeah, this that's... is adult, and then then they did their taxes and ate vegetables, <laughs> and you're like, this is so adult. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Um, but I know that my love of the movies translating into me, like, liking to play Star Wars. So, like, mm-hmm. I would um, build Star Wars kits out of Legos, mm-hmm. um, even before they had Star Wars kits. Um, Halloween costumes, uh, computer games, little plastic action figures and plastic toys. Yeah. Um, I distinctly remember swinging on the swings back in elementary school and imagining I was like flying a TIE fighter. Oh, or something nice. Like flying that. a TIE fighter? Yeah. God, the, the Empire sensibilities and the Empire dogma really just got to you at an early age. It's true. We can talk about how <laughs> oh, you know, no. all, all the conspiracy theories of the Empire did nothing wrong. 
Jesus. <sighs> they just Do wanted we... they just wanted peace and order in the galaxy. That's all By I'm saying. <laughs> oppressing everybody. <laughs> Jesus, Adam. For the greater good. Oh Daniel. God. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> the Is that what China says? <laughs> Adam? No. <laughs> um hmm. but yeah, so the I think that's what really got me into it. And is it, I, I think it was also a fun thing to like play with friends. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know of a number of other friends who like as into Star Wars as I was when I was little. Gotcha. And I think that was a, except my cousins actually. And ah. they had a bunch of Star Wars toys that I was nice. really jealous of. Um, question for you because in our beautiful Passion Fruitspedia section, we gave the release dates for the Star Wars movies. Yes. And do you remember if there was like other Star Wars shows coming out around that time? Because I do not. No, um, not that I know of. I know that there were, I, I try to get, so this is part of the nerd about me. I, I think yeah. part of what really attracted me to Star Wars was the special effects and how they did all the, like all the cool technology. Like I loved the speeder bikes gotcha. and uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, who wouldn't love those? And I was like, I really want one of those. So I remember like trying <laughs> to draw one. plans. So it's like, all right, here's how you would make one. Um, you were just up all night, like smoking cigarettes. <laughs> You had uh, shrimp and hot root soup next to you. <laughs> I had like uh, uh, balled up pieces of le- legal pad no, paper, never scattered <laughs> scattered around my uh, scattered around my desk. Um, but yeah, I I know that because of that, I was really fascinated with how they made the movie. So I remember gotcha. renting time and time and time again a VHS copy of a Star Wars like behind the scenes documentary, cool. like feature like the feature length documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how it manifested itself in my life, and then obviously the prequel, the prequel trilogy came out. Yeah, and I remember enjoying those. Yeah, um, and then yeah, now now I'm here and still here a huge are. nerd. And 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 once again, it manifested itself into my love of Star Wars manifested itself into not just the toys, but like I really got into the books, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Yeah. I really got into the video games, which which I'll uh, which we'll go into next episode. Yeah. So it kind of Star Wars enveloped my life and became a pretty uh, like a cultural uh, beacon within my life. Would you say it was unhealthy? No. <laughs> okay. Good. Not at all. Not at all, Daniel. <laughs> he says as he pulls out his lightsaber to kill me. <laughs> Not uh, unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. So I I know that that story probably rings fairly familiar with a number of people. Totally. Um, once again, spanning all generations. But how uh, – let's go to you, Daniel. Oh, gosh. What was your introduction to Star Wars and what was kind of – what what was your initial impression of it, and and how has that grown or stayed the same yeah. up through now? So, much like you, I got into Star Wars. I remember getting the VHS of the original trilogy, um, my first grade birthday, which I guess I would be maybe like seven, so my seventh birthday, mm-hmm. and it was like my first sleepover birthday. Ooh. So we watched Episode Four that night. I think that was the first time I'd seen it. Um, and I'll, so I'll admit, I love Star Wars. I really like, um, the movies and everything, but I'm definitely not as big a fanatic as you are. Sure. Um, it's okay. I just hate you. I know. And that's why the lightsaber is at my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so 
I remember loving episode four. And actually, I remember since it was a sleepover party, like we watched the movie and then we were told to go to bed. And then like an hour or so later, we were like, let's watch episode five. <laughs> so we watched episode five. And apparently the volume was way too loud because as my parents tell it, they were like, yeah, we were fast asleep. And then Han Solo was in our room. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, you're welcome. <laughs> um but, and then uh, we were told to turn it off and get back to sleep. And then like a minute later, we we're like, let's turn it back on. And my parents, <laughs> knowing how little kids <laughs> act, were just like standing at the landing of the stairs and were just like, no, go to sleep. <laughs> so I couldn't watch, binge watch. I was an original binger. Oh my gosh. Oh, I man. tried to binge Star Wars in one <sighs> night. It just didn't happen. Anyway, so I loved the... Original trilogy, and I really remember, I just, it was always like um, a movie that we could turn on and then the whole family would enjoy it, like yeah. you talked about, kind of multi-generational. Um, I did not get into, I definitely, I don't have as vivid memories of you, like you do as playing like Star Wars. I'm sure I did, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember drawing <laughs> blueprints or diagrams for a TIE fighter because I would have drawn for the X-Wing. Okay. <laughs> I would have drawn X-Wing blueprints because I'm a true rebel at heart, just like Avril Lavigne. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> loved the movies and definitely influenced my taste in... I, I mean, it definitely influenced in the my taste in movies that I have now, like I love the Marvel movies and I love the star Wars movies now. Um, and I remember the prequel trilogy and we can get into this in the, I heart star Wars section, but I remember the prequel trilogy, the first two episode one and two were fine. were good. They didn't make that much of a mark, but I love revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I think it is an awesome movie. And that came out like, Maybe my freshman, our freshman year of high school, around then. Yeah, that was 2005, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was like, you know, that's probably the angstiest Star Wars movie out there, except for when Luke whines a lot in episode four. And, um, you know, that I was don't like. Know. Anakin, An- Anakin Skywalker whines a fair well, bit. Well, true. In that's all, just the, in the entire pre- prequel trilogy. <laughs> that's apparently genetics. <laughs> <laughs> me, my mom died. The, me, the, <laughs> the, JK, JK. The the uh, the underlying theme of all the Star Wars, the Skywalkers, little bitches. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. You heard it here first. Um, They're entitled, so, <laughs> titled, entitled little brats. They are. The boy, he was a moisture farmer. He's entitled. Yeah, on Tatooine. You, listen. Uh oh. Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Or trying to scrape by as much of farmers on Tatooine, and all oh, Luke, and he does want to go. All, all become Luke, a Uncle Owen's like, I need pilot. your, I need your help. Like this is our, you know, the livelihood of our, uh, our livelihood depends on yeah. this next harvest. And Luke is like, No, I'm going to to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I was wondering when all the, like the quotes, like all the movie lines are coming out, but they will be trickling in. Yes, they will. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I so I really liked Revenge of the Sith and really liked when it came out because again, it I thought it you know hit my little teenage boy heart um, in a special way. Um, 
And that kind of, the prequels kind of piqued my interest in Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. Like it made me buy some of the, I really stuck mostly with video games. I haven't touched the books. Yeah. Um, and I really have not watched many of the offshoot TV series. Okay. Um, but it, you know, that kind of, I played most of the prequel video games, have played some of the Lego Star Wars video games, mm-hmm. have played like KOTOR and KOTOR 2. Um, so that kind of... Infl- so you've probably played more Star Wars video games than I have. Possibly, actually. yeah. Um, but so it's kind of weird how, because that is like formative times for a lot of things for me, as we've talked about in several of our episodes. But like that's when... I discovered like my video game identity and like the kinds of books I like to read and stuff like that. And it's like those prequel trilogies kind of helped form that identity a little bit because Star Wars was just like such a great franchise sure. that led me to different. I'm more thinking of video games right now because those were what I glommed onto when they were out. Anyway, so I like the, yeah, I like the movies. I love the movies. And I've really enjoyed the latest movies and the side story yeah. movies mm-hmm. and just love how we like they're good popcorn flicks and they're you can certainly go deep like yes. really deep into them but you can also be like me and not go super deep mm-hmm. into them and still really enjoy them yeah uh people might make fun of you like adam is making fun of me constantly not being a true star wars nerd <laughs> like him but it, <laughs> it only makes me cry myself to sleep every night it's okay <laughs> it's not okay <laughs> um, no, I, and I think that's a theme we'll hit upon later on in this episode, but I think you're absolutely right. Star Wars can be a very superficial movie watch. Like it's right. something you can put on in the background and you're not really going to miss major plot points. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time you can get super nerdy and the, it's similar. I, I'd say the, the backstory and the expanded universe behind it is very similar to like the Lord of the Rings and yeah. the Hobbit series. So you've got all these different languages and cultures and ships yeah. that are, you know, ships and fighting styles and history behind all of these different characters and and major plot lines. Um, but those aren't explicit within the original, within the, uh, uh, movies themselves. Right. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. And I mean, we'll get into it with the iHeart Star Wars, but that it's kind of how I am with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, I really love the, with Star Wars, I really love what, no, I'll just leave it for iHeart Star Wars because we're no, going to get into that. No, I think that it's a good analogy. And I would say as, as we head into the little break zone that we have, yeah. is your kind of love of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is pretty, I would imagine is pretty equal to my love of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And vice versa. So like the Marvel Cinematic Universe for me, I really enjoyed the movies, but I, you know, I never read the comics. Yeah. I really don't play Marvel video games. Yeah. What, what yeah. little there were. Right. Um, but I, I also don't, I don't understand and I don't really care as much about the, the origin stories and how all yeah. the characters are tied together and, and all, you know, all the different things about that. Yeah. I would say that kind of seeing parallels with you playing star Wars, I was playing kind of like superheroes, like Spider-Man yeah. and Captain America and yeah. shit like that. So, 
Um, very interesting stuff. Awesome. Nicely done. <laughs> um, all right. So we're through the first uh, 35 minutes of our eight-hour marathon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So the next, uh, we're actually just going to watch a live stream on Twitch the yeah. next, oh, uh, watching all nine mo- or all eight movies that go. are out right now. Yeah. Actually, uh, technically, oh technically 10, soon to be 11. Yeah, you know. Oh my gosh. Be, soon to be 11. I know. Because you've got first trilogy, second trilogy. <laughs> oh, you're right. Sorry. Two movies and then I don't know Rogue One and, Han so- and Solo, a Star Wars, movie, Star Wars story. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> it's going to be a great All right, next let's take a break. Let's hours. take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. We're on a break. <laughs> We'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> Just like a Star Wars movie, we take an intermission. Adam's true theme song. Oh, God. You make such an interesting face when you do that. It's so beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, welcome back to Passion Fruits Podcast. I am, of course, Daniel. And I'm Adam. Of course. Of course. And we are continuing to talk about Star Wars, and we are going to get into the I Heart Star Wars section. Oh, yeah. So, Adam, why do you heart Star Wars? I heart Star Wars for <laughs> so, so many reasons. Um, and I, I do want to preface this, too. Like, I, we're, we're going to do it a little bit differently in this section yeah. than what we've done in the past. Totally. Um, I think because we, we, everyone loves it when we're a little bit contentious and we debate a little bit. Yeah. Hashtag controversy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I think we're going to, uh, as a preview to our listeners, yeah. all billion listeners. <laughs> Christ. Uh, and we're, we're actually down a few. It was like 5 billion last Yeah. Time. So keep re-downloading um, episodes, please. Yes. Oh, man. Our <laughs> Just re-download them. I think that counts as a listen. So. Our sponsors are so mad at us. Yeah. Right sorry, now. Mountain Dew. Sorry, Microsoft. Uh, the Kardashians sponsor us. They do? Yes, they do. I would do. like to meet Kanye West <laughs> and shake his hand. Um, <laughs> so I think we, the, the, one of the most, uh, we're going to give our opinions on each movie and also talk about the ideal order in which to watch the movies. Yeah, too. I think this will be a good way to kind of get to the heart of why we heart (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars. So um, why don't we start with proper order to watch, Adam? Let's do... So you go ahead. You start. So there are two... um, Schools of thought? (laughs) Yes, two schools of thought. (laughs) School trains of thought, schools of thought. There's Um, like the modernist school of thought and then like the impressionist school of thought. <laughs> the renaissance school yeah. of thought <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. um the cubist school of thought. oh boy <laughs> that's why i like the empire i They're, ran out of art movements so the um, diadist yeah I, <laughs> I didn't know you were an art history major in college uh, I was not. You were, <laughs> a, mu- you, you were a music major in college, and you had to learn music history. So technically, yeah. that is art history. Nice. Boom, gotcha, <laughs> oh, lawyer. Shit. Yeah, Adam just 
Like you said. <laughs> yup, yup, me. <laughs> uh, all right, so proper order to watch. So the the obvious one right now, especially with the sequel trilogy out oh, right yeah. now, is to watch the movies in chronological order of the storyline. So starting, literally starting in mm. episode one, going one, two, three, yes. Rogue One, and kind of Han Solo is uh, yeah. thrown in there somewhere between... Um, uh, somewhere between uh, uh, you got this <laughs> episode three and Rogue One. Yes, um, yeah, I think. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and and then obviously four, five, six, seven, eight, obviously nine. Yeah. So Katie and I just watched my wife, of course, <laughs> my wife. Um, just rewatched all of the Star Wars movies, and we did that mm-hmm. episode one through episode eight, including the uh side stories. Mm-hmm. And so I think we watched we might have watched Rogue One before Solo. But I love Rogue One. I can did I too. can I say something yeah hashtag controversial controversial. I think Rogue One is probably one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. Possibly on the same level as The Empire Strikes Back and maybe even better than some of the newest trilogy. <laughs> I wouldn't disagree. Yes. See, I, we're and, contentious. And, and we? we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I do not. I disagree. Uh, com- I agree completely. <laughs> Nar. Um, no, it's an unpopular opinion though. I, are there are a lot of people that hate Rogue One. I, I, I don't know. That's what we'll, we can get into a little bit later, but, and maybe you can shed some light on it. I, yeah. But I don't understand. I, I have a lot of trouble understanding why people have so much hate for some certain Star Wars movies. Okay. Like, uh, uh, people hate The Last Jedi, the latest Star Wars Skywalker saga movie to come out. People think it's like the worst thing to happen since unsliced bread. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I didn't even know there was a worse thing since I was a friend. <laughs> um, but like, you go on the Star Wars forums and the Star Wars subreddits and they're just like, mm, until The Last Jedi came out. Do you know what are people's main complaints, Adam? Because I really enjoyed that movie. So, um, yeah, we can talk about The Last Jedi. Okay. I think that's, yeah, that's so probably, I know that's that we're the... jumping around, but that's kind of the point of this. Um, the... Right I, the, I'm not the biggest fan of the Last Jedi. I did not hate it. Okay. Um, I think there was there's a dichotomy within the Star Wars community mm, of people. The light who, side and the dark side. Yes. <laughs> um, Powerful is the dark side. Oh wait, shit. Powerful the dark side is. <laughs> that of course um, is the famous character Yoga. <laughs> <sighs> Yoga was my favorite character and how he talked and flipped around and now he did his positions. Oh, brother. <laughs> Downward <Sorry>. green dog. <laughs> Upward elf. Sorry, go um, ahead. I, I think that an issues that I have with um, The Last Jedi is the sub, some of the secondary plot lines mm. are stupid. Yeah. Um, like when... Uh, the pair go off to the gambling planet yeah. and they like try and steal the key and it doesn't work and they end up on the ship anyways. Like right. it's, it's, com- 
completely superfluous to moving the plot forward. Yeah. And they spend a lot of time on it yeah. with an unnecessary romance, in my opinion, too. <laughs> um, Here we and go. And second, like the premise of uh, of the ship of the uh, kind of rebel fleet, mm-hmm. if you will. Here um, <laughs> like literally just be like, the, it's, it's a, it's a very, very slow moving cop chase. It's like watching the OJ Simpson chase on the freeway. It's just like <laughs> them like driving along at 35 miles an space. hour. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's hard for me to believe. So first of all, Uh-oh. not, not, <laughs> go. Yes, in, <laughs> in none of the prior stars movies uh-huh. or or characters or books or anything. Oh, Jesus. Does it mention running out of fuel? Okay. Like literally the whole plot is around like, yep, running out of fuel. That gas gauge <laughs> going down. Well, still but, going down. Okay. Yep, still going down. But so why, why, why does it bother you so much that now it is part it, of the plot? It or just part seems of a movie. Uh, like, Don't you think that a spaceship like that could... So, And I, I'm t- a total noob to the extended universe. In the extended universe, do they mention how the ships are powered? like, um, Or like the fuel rods that they used or the battery cells? Like, how do you, Adam, how do you know? It has to do with the fuel rods. <laughs> okay, but at the same go. time, like, there's no mention of like capital ships having mm. to be refueled. Like, if you think about it, like an aircraft carrier on planet earth gets refueled once every hour. So I get, (sighs) and I think that's, that's the weird thing too, is like the time compression is, is not explained. So you don't know if Mm. they're on the run and sublight at, at sublight speeds for, you know, two and a half hours, which is the length of the movie, or if it's like multiple weeks kind of thing, because presumably you would have to do that to like escape and go to a casino planet right. come back and get captured and blah blah oh, um, boy. <laughs> um but so, so sorry let me let me get back to no, like your your original questions i i think it's inconsistencies in the plot line and very convenient plot devices popping up to move the plot forward instead of some instead of classic storytelling uh-huh. and more classic twists and that's where i think the dichotomy within the star wars community is is um, the Force Awakens is essentially a reboot of A New Hope, right? And people were, people were like, "Well, it's just a you know, there's nothing original in it." Blah 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 blah. But then once you try and put stuff like slightly original into it, they're like, "This is stupid. It's not classic Star Wars." Blah blah. blah. And I definitely <laughs> they talk about the fuel rods and the, <laughs> I definitely play Star both Wars. sides of the coin. Um, the other thing too is they I they felt that um, Luke Skywalker's character. In this, in the Last Jedi, was wildly out of character for Luke Skywalker. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, in spoilies for the Last Jedi and the other Star Wars movies, um, in the Last Jedi, we find that Kylo Ren was a student of Luke Skywalker's. Yep. And that apparently Luke Skywalker felt the dark side rising in Kylo Ren, and at one point went to Kylo Ren where he was sleeping in his hut. And was thinking of striking him down to prevent any another another Darth Vader emperor coming yeah. back. Um, what we find out was that that moment, I think Luke Skywalker says something like it was as fleeting as the wind of my lightsaber opening up or something like that. <laughs> um, but then, of course, Kylo Ren sees Luke Skywalker wanting to like with a lightsaber over his head, wanting to kill Kylo Ren. Which then 
fulfills self-fulfilling prophecy, Mark Mark Hamill, also known as Luke Skywalker, that makes Kylo Ren become the bad guy. <laughs> the bad guy. Um, so uh, that, what is your opinion on that? Because I want your opinion and then I will give my... I- so I my opinion has been swayed based on all the forms that I've read about. Oh it. God! And it, it it is it does strike you as being a little bit out of character. Like Luke Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi, like his the whole point of Luke is Luke is this beacon of good in uh-huh. the Force that is the embodiment of belief and redemption. Yeah, and. truly believing that anyone can be saved from the dark side. Mm. So for him to almost kill one of his students Mm -hmm. because of that is, in my opinion, completely antithetical to who Luke is as a character. Got it. Um, And that's where I think people have a little bit of, and that's part of it is, you know, with Ryan Johnson, who, who I think did a good job telling the story in his own kind of slightly, slightly off, off camber Star Wars way. Yeah. I think he did a very good job of it. I just don't he he de- I think he threw in twists for the sake of having twists. Mm, interesting. Instead of making the universe Yeah. I, I I think for Star Wars Star Wars for a lot of people is that Star Wars is a pretty logical universe. Huh. Um, there's good and bad. You know, there's, there's light swords and yes, <laughs> blasters <laughs> and stuff. Um, but no, even then, like it's like I said, when, and there's something called the Force, Adam. <laughs> How could this be a logical universe? You, when we when we uh, get back to like the the genesis of what Star Wars is like, it's a spaghetti western, yeah, essentially. True. Like even then, like the the bad guys have red swords, the good guys have blue and green <laughs> blue swords. And green like it's and like purple. And yeah, it's like you know the bad cowboys had black hats, the good cowboys mm, had white hats. Nice, you um, are the black hat. Um, so your opinion is that the Luke Skywalker portrayal was totally, as you said, antithetical. Yeah, <laughs> from what you imagine the point of Luke Skywalker's yes. arc in the original trilogy was supposed yes. to be. And if I debate myself, I also go, well, it's a new movie. It's a new series. Like, character development is a thing. You, you know, characters aren't static in time. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're life experience. It's, it's such a big jump from Return of the Jedi to the new prequel, mm. to the sequel series. And it's like, all right, I don't know what these people have been through yeah. for the last, you know, presumably 15 to 20 years since um, the battle at Endor. So I see where you're coming from with the Luke Skywalker thing in The Last Jedi. But I lean more towards, and this is something else we can talk about. Now that I lean more towards that this is a new take on Star Wars, and frankly, Luke Skywalker, while he, by the return, by the end of The Return of the Jedi, was the symbol of good, Mm -hmm. you know, a Jedi, a Skywalker doesn't have to automatically go to the dark side. And even his own father, Darth Vader, spoilers alert, Anakin Skywalker <gasps> is the father of Luke Skywalker. And Anakin, good old Annie, becomes Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> sorry for that tangent. So I, 
I forgot what I was going to say with my great joke. And, but. and, and we'll, we'll have to move on to the no, other wait. movies. <laughs> oh, to other movies? No, <laughs> but I, I think for, for me, it's, I, I almost want to withhold all my judgment okay. of the sequel trilogy until I watch The Rise of Got Skywalker. Because I'm interested to see how the arc turns out. Okay. Um, and I'm interested to see how that, uh, how J.J. Abrams ties it all back together again. Here's what I was going to say. Sorry. Let me wrap up my thought real quick, and then we can get back to the original question <laughs> of what order you should watch the fucking <laughs> movies in. But so I think Luke Skywalker has, at the end of The Return of the Jedi, was, like you said, beacon of hope. Yep. Symbol of not going to the dark side. How can he, as a person who never taught Jedi to become, or taught Force-sensitive people to become Jedi, how can you expect him to be perfect and this beacon of good for the, and this beacon of not succumbing to the dark side when the dark side is this ever-present, seductive temptress that is always (laughs) present, um... How can you not? And like, I think his explanation of why he went into exile of he failed as, you know, he bought into his own hype of he's Luke Skywalker so he can do any anything. And then he fails as a master. That's like more. That's more of a Jedi thing than whatever I, you were talking about. <laughs> I agree that I don't I don't believe that you you would expect perfection from him. Okay. But I would I would think that you would expect optimism optimism and perseverance from mm. him. And that's I think is the is the is the the differentiator is no, I wouldn't expect him to be perfect at tutor, you know tutoring force sensitive individuals. Got it. I would expect him to have the utmost hope for re- a new hope yes <laughs> um i mean you know that's what yoda did that's what obi-wan kenobi did that's mm-hmm. what qui-gon Jinn did mm. um that's what that old dude with the big tall head did <laughs> uh all right anyways oh, sorry <laughs> sorry we went down a really deep rabbit hole so, and for that we are not sorry no so uh, we talked about the doing it chronologically in the star wars movie timeline now so other people have talked about watching it in order of, and what I've done a couple times is go from episode four yep. to episode five, where you have the spoiler alert, the reveal that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. And then you could either go skip episode one completely. Yeah. Or, and so you go, you could either skip episode one completely or watch episode one, go one, two, three. Then finish up with six, because then you see the rise of Anakin to become Darth yep. Vader, and then you see his redemption in Return of the Jedi, and then I just guess just watch the modern prequel or modern trilogy yeah. and how it is. Yeah, that's. I think that's more or less the more common way that they recommend watching it. I think the, in my opinion, it would be, um, I would almost skip Attack of the Clones episode. Interesting. Two. I don't. The real, like Anakin's true development, really yeah. comes within Episode Three. I think you should skip Episode One because the only good thing about Episode One is when they say, "Now this is pod racing," <laughs> and you get well. No, Episode One has the epic battle of 
Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul Wan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to not watch dun, dun, it just for dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> pew, pew. Da, da. Those inexplicable laser da, da. doors <laughs> that don't do any fucking thing. Um, so yes, what have you recently watched? When was the last time you watched all of the Star Wars movies? A long time. Like I in a I, galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I I have rewatched Rogue One. I do you kind of pick and choose? Yeah, gotcha. Um, and I'll be in the mood for some, and not mm, be in the mood. Get in for the others. mood for it. Mm. Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> Dim Ewoks, yo. I mean, what? <laughs> yub yub yo. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's hot kind of now we've kind of given our we've spoiled a little bit of some of our opinions on the trilogies but let's go with the original trilogy you're kind of how your feelings are on that original trilogy i mean i think my so my feelings actually fluctuate based on the original trilogy interesting um primarily because i think it it's definitely affected by seeing the sequel trilogy as well so like if you watch a force awakens and go back and watch a new hope um and you don't pay attention to a new like if you're if you just have it on the background it's like oh yeah um I went back and very purposefully watched the original tri- trilogy. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I love these movies. Yeah. I think that it's really hard to not love the movies, especially if you put yourself in the mindset of like 1977 and be like, holy crap. The, the It's classic storytelling. Yeah. It's kind of like how I would describe like Tom Clancy in mm. books is Tom Clancy's an excellent uh, storyteller. Yeah. Not that great of a writer. Gotcha. Um, I would argue that George Lucas is a is an excellent storyteller, but from a uh, from a filmography standpoint, it's not. It doesn't push the envelope as far as like what is um, like shooting styles and whatnot. Obviously, you know, cl- you know, huge, huge Im- impact in like special effects yeah. and C- CGI totally. and so on and so forth. Um, but I think you know, it's it it doesn't push the genre of cinema forwards from like an art right art form they're i mean like we've said they're popcorn and kind of blockbuster movies yeah well before the term of blockbuster movie was really out there um i will say like my opinions have changed a little bit like when i was younger like return of the jedi was my absolute favorite movie um because it was like the 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 most epic and the flashiest and now like and i i didn't quite get the hype around empire strikes back yeah until i got older and i was I, like wow this is an amazing story that they're telling i think that's pretty common with a lot of people because the especially if you're introduced to star wars when you're young the return of the jedi is like so hopeful and like yeah. it's definitely more kid oriented with the ewoks and the the green forest planet um Indoor. Indoor. It's the forest moon. <laughs> I know, Andor. sorry. Um, <sighs> so what is the forest moon called? Because it's the forest moon of Endor. Is it just called the forest moon? That's, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> That's a good point, isn't it? I'll talk while you look that up. This is why we need a producer or an engineer, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think the original trilogy will always hold a special place in my heart and... I definitely enjoyed Return of the Jedi much more when I was younger, but The Empire Strikes Back is now just like such a harder hitting story, if you will, especially in the Star Wars franchise, um, and has that kind of 
grittiness that we all just love so much in our recent movies um, and just is a great story and really gets to the crux of what the series and franchise is all about. Do you have an answer on the forest moon? So it is actually a um, – the the forest moon's name is Endor. So the moon – it's like how um, – no, Titan, the moon around Jupiter, uh-huh. is like it's a moon, but its name is Titan. So um, it's the forest moon of Endor. The the planets, the planet sh- of Endor shares the same name as its moon. Got it. <laughs> my mind, like, my mind is fucking blown because that is. It's. it's I've it's, apparently been too lazy to look it up myself. It's as if like. Our moon on Earth it was it's called Earth. The the cheese moon of Earth. <laughs> right. Get it? I do get it. It's made out of cheese. If the moon were made out of barbecue spare ribs, would you eat it? <laughs> anyway, so original trilogy definitely holds a special place yeah, in both absolutely. of our little boy hearts. Absolutely. Prequel trilogy. How do you feel about that? I, I appreciate the prequel trilogy for reinvigorating the interest in Star Wars. Mm of me when i was a little kid i'll always honestly i'll always have a special place for episode one yeah um lots of awesome toys that came out of it yeah. i love the game star wars pod racer yeah you do um <laughs> which we'll get into in the next episode <laughs> but really um as as toy-like and as more disney-esque as mm-hmm. that film is and clearly just pandering to sell a ton of licensed merchandise yeah um it it's 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 a very fun movie. Yeah. Um and and actually like I don't think I enjoyed um in in the moment. I don't think I enjoyed Attack of the Clones or uh Revenge of the Sith as much as I enjoyed Phantom Menace just because of where I was from an age standpoint. Gotcha. Now, I do cuz since Revenge of the Sith came out in high school that's where I was becoming a little more analytical. Oh, as man. Far as like, oh, yeah, well, this was, you know, blah, 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 blah. There are a few things in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith that really. By bothered. the way, that was very analytical, what you just I said. know. <laughs> it's late. You know, this and this, blah, blah, blah. So analytical. <laughs> um, just like Fox News. Bazinga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Laugh track goes here. <laughs> um, the There are a few things that. I think almost ruined Revenge of the Sith for me. Interesting. Um, I can't stand it when Anakin like wakes up as Darth Vader ah. and he goes, "Where's Padme?" <laughs> and he's and they and they go, you "She's dead." Her. Yeah, and he goes, he, "Like she has was a- alive." I knew I checked. Blah. No. Yeah. I hate that no. <laughs> Absolutely hate that no. What would you have preferred? Um, I... Something... So, Adam, you hate the no from Darth Vader. Yes. Can't stand it. I just think it ruins <laughs> everything about that movie. Oh, geez. It's so... It sounds so disingenuous. Interesting. It is... I I would agree. It is a little bit of a cheesy ending and uh, not and, well acted. And like Natalie Portman, as much as I love Natalie Portman, <laughs> her her like final speech to Anakin when they're on the the volcano planet or whatever. Mustafar, Jesus. Moose, sorry, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were a true fan. <laughs> She's like. 
I feel like you're going to a place I can't follow. It's just, it's this overly emotional, um, like, I, I feel like in the original trilogy, there is a lot of very raw emotion that comes through in all three episodes. And I feel like it's it feels way more genuine huh. than the portrayals that were in episodes one, two, and three. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, and I think, sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, part of it's, I think you just don't become as attached to the characters. Huh. So you don't care about them as, like, you don't, you don't relate to them as much. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I kind of like the prequel trilogy a lot. Okay. Like, and it could just be because I like to make fun of episode one and episode two a little bit. I really do like episode three a lot. Um, I think episode three may have like the best score of all of the movies. Yeah. Like watching it recently, I was actually surprised at how much I was enjoying the music. I mean, the music is always amazing, but I was like, man, this music really does a good job. They did a very good, John Williams did a very good job in this movie. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it bothers the stuff that everybody hates. I don't know if it bothers me as much. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about, but uh, so I also really appreciate the prequels because the way that George Lucas filmed everything and Say what you will about George Lucas and his, he can't write dialogue and stuff like that and how he needed better editors, but he, his head got too big and he got too famous and too much money and people wouldn't say no to him. But he did so much just with the original trilogy and the, like the original trilogy made special effects possible in the film eighties and not, yeah, in the film industry. (laughs) And then we would not have the crazy movies that we have today with the Marvel movies and any movie where you have to do something that a human, a regular human can't do. We wouldn't have the movies we have today if it wasn't for the prequel trilogy. Because that entire style of filmmaking with CGI, heavily relying on CGI, good or bad, was all owed to George Lucas. Yeah. I I mean, heck, even Pixar. Like yeah. that technology came out of industrial light and motion. Exactly. Uh, and sorry, industrial light and magic. It's um, okay. We won't. I said exactly. So we're <laughs> we're both in on that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I and this could. It's interesting you bring that up because it actually gets me to another point. I think one thing that bothers me a little bit about the prequel trilogy yeah. is one thing. And when I talk about kind of how genuine everything feels in the movies, yeah, um, the I feel like the original trilogy does a fantastic job of being gritty, gotcha, and n- like not having these picture perfect sets, yeah. and this is it's this real um, sense of despair hmm. by the Rebel Alliance at many times, yeah. Um, whereas in the prequel trilogy, because there's almost an over-reliance on CGI mm-hmm. to, to, tell, to help tell the story. Um, but just the, the landscapes, while they're beautiful, they feel very, very superficial. Like Naboo, gorgeous planet, yeah. doesn't 
doesn't seem anything like what we can relate to as humans on planet Earth. It doesn't feel like lived in almost. Yeah. E- even like when they go back to Tatooine and in, in the Phantom Menace, it ta- that version of Tatooine's a lot cleaner and a lot less rustic feeling than Tatooine from A New Hope. Huh. Interesting. Um, or Tatooine from uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Well, so I mean, Tatooine in the prequel trilogy was under republic rule you know maybe they did a good better job Wh- like sweeping Whoa. stuff up <laughs> and then the empire like the 20 years in between uh episode three and episode four i mean like you know <laughs> it just went to hell because of the empire so you see what i'm saying <laughs> but i mean forget all the other parts of tatooine where <laughs> the pod racing and shit like that but yeah yeah i I don't know. I, it just the the uh, overall those are valid. feel of the movies, like even on Mustafar or on Geonosis, and uh-huh. um, the and mm. Attack the Clones in yeah. Episode Two. Like it's it's a supposed to be really industrial feeling planet, planet and it doesn't feel that way. Huh. Interesting for to me. Yeah, at least. Well, I mean, those are good. Like I'm I'm not going to defend the prequel trilogy as being Marvels in cinematic history um and i agree with you on um the points you're making so let's just move on (laughs) no we're staying on this for the next 20 minutes um yeah so and and once again but like yourself i appreciate the prequel trilogy i will still watch like they're all still watchable there are no prequel movies that i'm like i will never watch that movie ever again (laughs) i would suggest watching revenge of the sith like as like go in with an open mind open heart and an open butthole and really to get in there with we your are. open butthole and <laughs> really just dig in and just love this movie. Um, sequel, let, sequel trilogy. Yes, let's have one of the sequel trilogy. Go what, ahead. What are your thoughts so far? So I very much enjoy the sequel trilogy, and I very much enjoy The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Here, here is where... And I read an article recently about someone was like, let's face it, the prequel trilogy is like better than the sequel trilogy. Mm. And they made some good points about, and it could just be because of the time, but like they made some points where it was like George Lucas like swung for the fences on everything he could do, like all the boundaries he was trying to push, and mostly with the special effects. Yeah. But now the sequel trilogy is just a lot of set pieces. Anyway, I like the sequel trilogy. I like it a lot. Yeah. I have enjoyed more of the standalone movies, I think, Mm -hmm. than the... Well, I enjoyed Rogue One. Solo was fine. Um, But I thought Rogue One was awesome. Yeah. And I'll tie that in with the sequel trilogy a little bit since it's a modern Star Wars movie. But I really, really, really like Rogue One, especially the ending where Darth Vader just fucks shit up. Yes. I would really just like to see a young <laughs> Darth Vader movie. Um, so, yeah, I I think they're entertaining. I think they're a lot of fun, but I don't think they're really anything to write home about. I think they're great popcorn movies. Yeah, I, and I would say they are more popcorn movies than the original trilogy was. Oh, yeah, totally. Um and once again, I think it gets back to this whole, like, we just haven't had enough time to become attached to the characters. Yeah. Um, like Ray, or, uh, like, I can't remember the names of half the characters. I think that's pretty indicative to me yeah. if I can't, like, 
you know, pinpoint the characters. Like Poe Shan, who's like the pseudo Han Solo type right. type figure. Um, I liked The Force Awakens, and I think there was a lot of fan service, but with the understanding that it had been almost two decades since the prior, I guess technically a decade, yeah, um, since the prior Star Wars film. So it's like reintroducing Star Wars to pop culture yeah. from, from a movie standpoint. Totally. Um, yeah, and we talked about The Last Jedi, and you know, you know, I have my... <laughs> issues with it but terrible opinions but, but, it, but, but once again like i'm i want to wait to see the rise of skywalker before yeah. i pass complete judgment on it totally but yeah let's talk about rogue one and, and solo okay star wars story yes um i like yourself love rogue one yes um what about it do you like what about it do you think sets it apart from the other movies and and you stated earlier that you think it's one of the best star wars films yes i i do think it is and i think it's it sounds silly to say because Star Wars surrounds the Skywalkers, but it's almost nice to get away from the Jedi and the Skywalkers and mm-hmm. the light swords and the laser sabers and the the Wookiees and the Bothan spies. And, but wait, the Bothan spies are in Rogue One. <laughs> so uh, not the Bothans um, because many of them died to get us this information. <laughs> many um, Bothans died. But I think Rogue One moves at a fast clip. Yeah. Frankly, it could have had a romantic relationship, but it didn't, which was right. very nice because it was just like, oh, they didn't make out at the very end where they all died. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> they just like hugged as friends as yeah. they got exploded into a million smithereens. Um, I also really thought the space battles, the space battle, the main one, yeah. was amazing. Yes. And hearkened back to the awesome space battle in revenge of the sith um and the awesome space battles in the original trilogy um go ahead that is one thing i mean rogue one i think was it was a lot of fan service um which i as a huge fan i was like yes this is awesome i loved the fact that they took clips from a new hope and like all the orig- the original like red squadron yeah oh yeah like, totally. call, like uh calling in yeah it's like that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I I think that even without, like, say you're not a fan boy at all, and I still think it's such a great movie. Um, yeah. And fuck, what was I going to say? It was, like, really, really good and really insightful. I, I thought <laughs> that the movie did a, yeah, it was fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the... The I think it had one of the best balances of comedic wit yeah, uh, and action. Yes, that's what I would like to say. I think that the so many modern movies, especially Marvel, Star Wars, they have the ironic wittiness of like like in the Last Jedi, there was like there's like your mom joke or like Poe is talking to that pasty white red haired dude yeah like i'm on hold it's like what this is star wars right but there was just in rogue one there was some humor from the back talking robot yeah and that was pretty much it like yeah it felt more like a it felt more aligned with its character totally and the original star even the prequel like the humor came just from not like Pe- not the characters making jokes right but like 
Han Solo, when like Princess Leia is like, when Han Solo is about to be frozen in carbonite mm-hmm. and he's, she's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. That's like one of the funniest things ever to say, I know, rather than I love you back. It was or, a very touching moment. Oh, no, it's very that, touching. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny, but it's like, don't ever say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you love me. The, uh, I think too, like the the comedic inputs of the droids yeah. in the original in the original trilogy. Like C three PO is just is he's awkward or it is awkward. Yeah. And just <laughs> yeah, just like the 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 interaction between him and R2 D two are hilarious. Yeah. In a in a much more subtle way other than C three PO being like, What happened when the droid crossed the street? Right. <laughs> yeah. I think there are some characters in the sequel trilogy, like I think Finn has some very good classic Star Wars comedy esque yeah. to yep. him, um, which is nice. But again, the just the that's kind of what gets to me about the modern stuff is like, and that's what I would also. Gosh, there's so much. Obviously, so much we can talk about with Star Wars, but I know it must be very extremely difficult to take the entire. And just the movies, because I know George Lucas didn't really do much work on the extended universe, but to take the entire movie universe from George Lucas and try and make your own story. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you even try to start with that. Right. And frankly, maybe, you know, George Lucas should have gotten another shot at like making this, should have gotten a shot at making sequel trilogies with Disney's like, overseer hand over him yeah um, i don't know it it's um because i really like ryan johnson he did looper i fucking yeah. love that movie yeah. and he has a new movie coming out called knives out which apparently is very very good yeah. um anyway sorry i interrupted no i, I think but um, that's kind of what we do on this podcast adam <laughs> we interrupt people yes we do <laughs> uh the I f- almost feel for Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams because the hype was so huge around this sequel trilogy right. that it's almost, I mean, everyone was saying like, oh, it's got to be based off of the Thrawn series of books. Like it has to be like right. it's a classic. Oh man, you know, that would be cool. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think there is such an expectation and the, the, the Legends universe, the extended universe beyond, you know, after Battle of, uh, after the Battle of Endor, and or Return the moon of, the, of Endor. <laughs> um, at, after Return of the Jedi, I think that universe has been so fleshed out. Yeah, that it's they're never going to make anyone happy. Right. Oh, totally. Uh, um, yeah. That, and I, I didn't get that feeling as much from the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And Grant, it's maybe it's because we were younger and right. we hadn't been. Re- but I didn't see even the books that were out all focused on the book on actions after. The Battle of uh, After Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. Almost all interesting. Of huh. um, so I I think that the cards were stacked or the odds were stacked against the directors. But, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I, wrapping up. That was a good discussion of Rogue One. <laughs> 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 um, is there anything else you kind of want to talk about? Maybe give some how you feel they'll wrap up the series with the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I, so um, I think just Star Wars as a series, like we've been we've been discussing, is just set the tone for for how Hollywood does movies. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was incredibly influential for 
uh, not just the theme and the feel of movies, but how they were produced, mm-hmm. how they're merchandised, yeah. and and how how the culture and cult of Star Wars is spread across the world. Yeah, and that's what makes me love it. And that and it's it's a if we get back to kind of more. Uh, kind of touchy feely type stuff it's something that you can relate to people of across the world and that's yeah. kind of, that's i think that's really neat um i i i'm very interested to see how the ninth movie comes out yeah. so as we as we we're recording this episode the final teaser trailer mm-hmm. for um the last skywalker has come out or the rise of skywalker yeah. oh god has uh <laughs> uh has come out and i'm very i don't know what to think do you watch all of the trailers yes because i basically watch maybe the first teaser that comes out and then don't watch any of the trailers oh yeah because they spoil so much i don't think they do uh, i've watched all the trailers I don't think they spoil a whole lot. Interesting. I can't get a bead for what the heck is going to happen. You mean they didn't spoil the fact that Emperor Palpatine would be back? Well, they did. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I laid my Jedi trap for him, and he fell right <laughs> into it like an idiot stormtrooper. <laughs> but even, even then, like, there's so many, th- and maybe this is because I overthink everything. Oh God! But like, do you? There's so many theories as to how Palpatine comes back because that they address that in a lot of the extended expanded universe yeah. stuff and like books and such. Um, and you, you, I don't know how to take that. Like, is he a clone? Is he, mm. you know, just a force? You know, force uh, ghost. Yeah. Uh, All right, I've got some predictions. Okay, Are you ready? To, Let's go for my hot take. All right. It turns out that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of serious. I think the predictions that people have had that they don't want to happen, that Ray is actually a Skywalker. I think Ray and Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo, Ben Skywalker, are brother and sister. I know oh, in The no. Last Jedi they said that that her parents were just drunk gamblers and they abandoned her on Jakku, but... I think Ray is a Skywalker. And I think it'll turn out that they're brother and sister. And then so <laughs> Emperor Palpatine will be like, that's what's up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so so how that so like you know, Han and Leia had a had a daughter? Yeah, they had twins. Twins have twins, man. Look it up. It's a fucking fact of science and a fucking science. fact of life. <laughs> twins how? have twins, bro. But why or would triplets? They, what? What? Ha, what? How would that? Emperor Palpatine itself? is the triplet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just super old. He has Benjamin Button's disease. How would that manifest? <laughs> Here we go. Into <laughs> see, you're worried because I'm right. This <laughs> uh, makes so little sense. No, um, it doesn't. How? Okay. No, no. But why? How would Han and Leia lose their their second twin? No, they, of them are dead. Sorry, it wouldn't be twins because that wouldn't make any sense. Or another daughter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Here's what happens. They leave Kylo Ren. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna keep calling him Kylo Ren, even though he's technically not Kylo Ren at this point. They leave Kylo Ren and Rey with Luke to train. Luke sees the darkness in Kylo Ren's heart. And Kylo Ren destroys the Jedi temple that Luke is building and leaves. 
and comes back to then destroy Luke and Ray because he knows there's another guy in the face that Adam is making. It looks like he's I, dropping the biggest shit of his life. <laughs> um, so Ray is taken to Jakku by her, her by either Luke or uh, emissary from Luke or just a smuggler, you know, Han Solo smuggler. And also, why would the Millennium Falcon be on Jakku if it wasn't meant to be? Like, you're, you have nothing to say because you know I'm right. No. You, so, Ray so, was so young when she went to live with Luke Skywalker and train. And they, they never address how old uh Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren was when he tried to destroy the training facility, right? He was he was in his whatever age. I mean, would, if no, he, he was he was whatever age would make my theory make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so but just at the same time, so he vividly re- he vividly remembers that. Yeah. And so, yet and yet Ray being of the same age. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The I'm I've I've distanced myself from the twin idea. Sorry. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> you missed flip-flop walking it back. <laughs> so uh, you missed me saying forget the twin idea. The triplet idea is still out there. <laughs> so Ray is the younger sister of Kylo Ren. Okay. And is that Luke's <laughs> Jedi <right>. Temple? <laughs> this oh like my Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> no. She's the same age when she like okay, so she was probably like nine or ten. When she, I remember a shit time when I was okay. You don't know how the force works. Maybe Luke used some force mind powers on her (laughs) to make her forget. Like, or that would be a very traumatic experience for her to see her brother destroy, like almost kill her uncle Luke the Skywalker. Um, and like she's repressing it and can't remember anything. But she is in the Force Awakens. She is drawn to Obi Wan's chest that contains Anakin's light saber. Wait. <laughs> Theory. Maybe I'm right. <laughs> maybe Ray is like the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nah, nobody was getting with Obi-Wan. But maybe. Yeah. No, you're wrong. I'm totally <laughs> right. Emperor Palpatine is a triplet with <laughs> Kylo Ren or younger or Luke, Ray. Luke had some baby mama hanging out on some planet as he was flitting, flirt, flitting, flirting around flitting the galaxy looking for recruits and uh, had, a, had a baby out of wedlock. I think... In episode nine, we will finally learn the tragedy of Darth Plagueis <laughs> the Wise. <laughs> it's not something the Jedi usually talk about, Adam. <laughs> Why do you... A placard is perfectly legal. <laughs> I'm just going with the Star Wars quotes that I know. I must say that stupid... Kind of racist. <laughs> Our black ad is perfectly legal. Line. Gun Ray? Yeah. Uh, maybe like every single week. God, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, um, the, do you have any more wrong predictions for this ninth movie? I, I, I am, really just don't know, but I really hope that, that I'm they're right. not. <laughs> so, what happens with like the little kids on the gambling planet that are force sensitive? How about that? Hmm? Huh? They're mm-hmm. Skywalkers too, man. <laughs> man, <laughs> like Luke, you said, flitting and flirting. <laughs> Luke's been busy. Well done. <laughs> that was so. The theories after the Last Jedi was that there was going to be like a major time jump, and we don't know, I guess, with Episode Nine if there has been. But like, there was 
theories that since that idea of that if we are sticking with the wrong theory that the force just chooses people and it's not tied to any skywalkers really um that snoke and kylo ren are there to fill the void of the dark side and ray and luke are there to fill the void of the light side that there would be a time jump where now the little kids are there to do force stuff. I don't know. That was a theory. I think it's wrong because obviously it's like <sighs> six months after the episode eight timeline that I guess episode nine is starting. Who knows? We shall see. I'm right. Don't worry. I just, uh, <laughs> All right. So here. Quite- Quadruplets. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine and Chewbacca. Oh, wow. Loving... <laughs> no, sorry. Emperor Palpatine and Jar Jar Binks are in a loving relationship. <laughs> and <laughs> Darth Jar Jar was actually the Emperor's puppet in the prequel trilogy. Whoa, nice. Have you read the theory nice. about uh, Darth Jar Jar in the subreddit, Darth no. Jar Jar? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It is amazing. It is this one Reddit user who just made a post on the Star Wars subreddit who then created, has it, had his own subreddit created of why Jar Jar was a Sith Lord. Wow. And a Sith mastermind and a puppet of Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) You should read it. It's amazing. All right. (laughs) Misa Jar Jar Binks. Misa Embrace the Dark Side of the Force. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Anyways. So, Adam, fear is uh, fear. I'm I'm interested to see. Anger anger leads to hatred. Hatred leads to the end of the Passion Fruits episode. (laughs) Was there anything else you wanted to say you were going to say? I'm interested no, to see. No, no. You're interested I'm, to see the Disney Plus series, I Mandalorian yes. and the Obi-Wan series? Yes. That would be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, I think you know, the, the, the spinoff to these, and once again, this we'll talk about this on the next episode, but just all the accoutrement associated yeah. beyond the movies, I think, is one of the things that I really enjoy about the Star Wars universe. Um, but yeah, listeners, thanks so much for bearing with us. Yeah, as, thank as you we, guys. As we hear, listen to Dan with his stupid episode nine theories. <laughs> the correct, the absolutely 100%. I talked to J.J. Abrams oh, yeah? yesterday and he was like 100%. Slid into 100% his, right. Slid into his DMs <laughs> yeah, and you're like, like hey, yo. Hey, baby. <laughs> Let me see them digits. <laughs> and he said, new phone, who dis? And I was like, but we're on Twitter. <laughs> so that doesn't work. Um, yeah, so thank you guys again. How about we hop into recommendations? Yeah, that's right. So, last time... Recommendations! (laughs) Last time, recommendations. (laughs) Um, I recommended to you to watch the Between Two Ferns movie. Yes. Did you watch it? I did. You talked to me about it. I know. It was hilarious. I was very proud of myself for watching it. So fucking funny. Please go watch the Between Two Ferns movie. Did you listen to the Comedy Bang Bang episode? No. Podcast episode? Not yet. You should. It's good. But God, that movie was so funny. I, I mean, I actually thought one of the funniest parts of it was at the end during the credits when they were doing all the outtakes. Totally. Oh, my goodness. I tried to get on a recent weekend trip where I saw my whole family. I tried to get them to watch the movie, Between Two Ferns movie. But it's something about Zach Galifianakis that turned everybody off to it. Really? It's like, ah, oh, so funny. You have to understand Zach Galifianakis and how he does comedy. Because you know the the funny thing is like, he's a wonderful human being apparently. Right. Yeah. He's not like his character at all. Right. Which the Between Two Ferns movie kind of makes clear is that it's Zach Galifianakis the character. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, please go watch that movie. It's on Netflix. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and I also suggested Mount and Blade Warband, have the not, Star Wars mod. Have not played it. Hmm. It's okay, Adam. You're an idiot, but it's okay. <laughs> Try and play it. I know we're probably going to record this one soon after we finish this one. Try and see if you can get it so you can play it before we get into the video games and stuff. For sure. Um, last time you recommended to me the Gamer's Girlfriend Review yes. YouTube series. <sighs> Did you watch any of No, them? and I was re-listening to, to remind myself what our recommendations were. I was re-listening to our last episode's recommendation section. I was like, man, that sounds like something I would like. <laughs> but it is on YouTube. <laughs> like... I was sitting there driving in my car literally to like come record this episode, listening to the recommendation section. I was just like, how, how do you, and I know we've had this discussion before, but how do you even do that? Like, do you just say, okay, I'm going to watch stuff on YouTube right now. What do you, what do you mean? How do you watch stuff on YouTube? (laughs) So there are, I mean, obviously I, you know, I, I watch YouTube clips for I used to watch it just for like songs and like yeah. playlists. Yeah. But then um so like Subaru okay. has a whole web series essentially. Uh-huh. Um that's like really well produced, but it's only released on YouTube. Got it. Um there's a bunch of other um I watch a lot of uh like pretty professionally built prof- or professionally produced like trail previews for like mountain biking, all sorts of tips i used to um you know you watch like uh cycling race highlights and stuff yeah. on there and kind of spiraled into like there's a lot of really good content on youtube <laughs> i mean i believe there, you there, there's a lot of really really crappy content i do on know YouTube that as well i just the when i get home i'm like i want to watch some tv a tv show yeah or a movie the thought of going to youtube and typing in and either watching on my laptop or watching on the Xbox or going into the YouTube app and just searching <laughs> for something is just like, I know I search for stuff on Netflix and Amazon and Plex and stuff I, like that. But it, like, it's one of those uh, just, cascading ugh. effects of the more you watch it, the more YouTube knows what you want to watch. They do. They have really a really good recommendation algorithm. Interesting. Um, and like I'm subscribed to a bunch of channels and a lot of them are like car or train related yeah. or bike uh, or uh, bike related. Yeah. And so I get these random things. But then like I watch a lot of re clips from like late night shows because I gotcha. can never stay up to watch them. Yeah. And so I love certain late night interviews. I watch like stand up comedy clips on there as well. Gotcha. There, stand up comedy. There, there's some amazing, um, you know, you and I have spoken about many music bands yes and there are some really good channels that put on um that have high definition recordings of full full live concerts for a lot of bands which is really neat like dave matthews throw up in my mouth (laughs) um okay so i would still i would still recommend i'm going to try and watch an episode by the time we perfect record our next episode um, and kind of moving on from that though, what would you recommend to me, Daniel? Oh fuck! <laughs> well, I have something I'd like to okay, recommend go ahead. to you. Um, I recommend watching the latest Family Guy episode, um, Disney reboot. Disney reboot Family Guy. Yes. Okay. 
It's. Uh, I know you've it, talked about Family Guy recently about how it's gotten much better. Yes. This is like the entire episode, the entire like 21 minutes and 40 seconds is them like breaking the fourth wall. Nice. The premise is that um, reboots are a thing yeah. now. So they bring in the Family Guy family to observe a uh, uh, a focus group about rebooting or spinning off the Family Guy series. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and it's just like, it's kind of like a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror type thing where oh, they cool. have like different scenarios and such. And it's freaking hilarious. Nice. I'll have to check it out. I <laughs> like, used to watch Family Guy a lot. So. I, I texted our friend Gray. Yeah. I was like, it's the first. Roma episode fame. Yes. Of course. Episode six. Yes. Nicely done. Thank you. Um, you too. It was a, I, t- I texted Gray. It's the first time I've laughed out loud to a Family Guy episode in a long time. First time you lolled? Lolled, yes. Family Guy. Wow. Well, high praise. I will check it out. Cool. Thank you. Here are my recommendations, Adam. Oh, multiple. Yes, sorry. Plural. Take this. Oh, boy. Um, so just going to reference or refer to several much more popular podcasts than ours. Okay. But Jenna Fisher... And Angela Lindsay, I forget what her Kinsey, thank you, um, have started their own podcast called The Office Ladies. Yes. Or Office Ladies. And it is a episode-by-episode rewatch of The Office Mm -hmm. with those two actresses who were characters on The Office. And they go into, uh, they do a deep dive into each episode and actually... So episode two just came out today. Mm-hmm. Episode three is going to have Rain Wilson, who played Dwight, next week. Um, it is very, very good. Very funny. Very interesting. Yep. Um, have you listened to any? Uh, first part of the first episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah. keep checking it out. Um, and then my second recommendation is another podcast mm-hmm. uh, to listen to. It is the last podcast on the left, uh, which we were discussing earlier tonight. Mm-hmm. Um Check out one of their series. They do, um, I really like their stuff and they're very funny. What I like to do is because they'll do series, like they just finished up a series on Mormonism. So they did five episodes on Mormonism that was really, really interesting and really well researched, but also very funny. Um, So I would suggest listening to that one or finding like maybe one of their alien episodes because they talk about paranormal. They mostly talk about like serial killers um, and stuff like that. So it's like a true crime comedy podcast. Um, But I really like to get your feet wet, do the Mormonism and maybe an alien episode or something like that. Or they did a haunting, a haunted house series of two episodes these past two weeks. And it's like comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, comedy. Yeah, not like... I mean, they go into like the serial killings and stuff like that, and it can get kind of gross, but it's ultimately very, very funny. Cool. I'll listen. Because, you know, nothing's funnier than serial killings. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for stopping by our Tashi station. (laughs) Uh, Here are our power converters, and by which I mean (laughs) the platforms you can reach us on. You can find us on Twitter at Passion Fruits SP2. Just Passion (laughs) Fruits. Passion Fruit SP2. Passion Fruit <laughs> SP2. Sorry, also Passion known. Fruits P2. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, uh, we're on 
Instagram at Passion Fruits Podcast. We're on the emails at Passion Fruits Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we would love to hear from everybody. If you have any recommendations that you want to send our way, yeah, uh, please let us know. Uh, and we would definitely discuss it on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, and also if you like seriously, you know, we love audience interaction totally but we're always looking for different subjects to talk about yeah and uh while you love our dulcet tones yes. in your ear holes every other week <laughs> uh, <laughs> um we we would love to have guests on totally. and talking about things that you're passionate about yeah so um as long as you're not a right-wing weirdo then we'll probably talk to you <laughs> <laughs> just slide into our DMs. Hashtag telling it like it is. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, so yes, thank you again. Give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube and uh, rate <laughs> YouTube? us on iTunes. <laughs> uh, and thank you again. I've been Daniel Starkiller. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Okay. Yes. And I don't You're know. Adam I'm, Skywalker. No, I'm Darth Adam. <laughs> Darth Adam. Empire. Hashtag Empire did nothing wrong. Good night, everybody. Uh